Recently a friend emailed me with a question. He's not yet a Christian, but he's been attending Bible studies for a while, and he's heard uh, a Christian-sounding phrase that he didn't understand. So he wrote to me and he said, um, My friends asked me if I had ever given my life to God, and I was unsure. What does that mean? Is it in the Bible? He asked. I wonder how you would respond. Uh, well, of course, I wanted to say, yes, you need to give your life to God. For goodness sakes, what is a Christian if not someone who has given their life to God? As it is written in the book of... Um, mm, that's funny. Um, I'm usually pretty good at citing Bible verses, but it took me a long time to come up with any verses that literally said, give your life to God. Um, eventually, uh, a couple of verses in Romans sprang to mind. Uh, Romans 6 says, offer yourselves to God. And uh, Romans 12, verse 1, uh, says, uh, Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Uh, but both of those verses make it so absolutely explicit that we have already been saved when we offer ourselves to God. Um, in Romans uh, 6, it talks about having been brought from death to life, we offer our bodies. And uh, Romans 12, you know, in view of God's mercy, we offer our bodies. So giving your life to God is the response to salvation. It is not the way towards it, even in those verses which talk about giving your life to God. And far, far more often, the scriptures speak of Christ giving his life for you. That's the great theme of the Bible, right? Whatever offerings we make to God, the good news is the other way around. He offered his life for me. With that in mind, let's read a couple of parables that Jesus told, and let's see how to understand them. Are they about us giving our lives for God, or Him giving His life for us? Matthew 13 from verse 44, Jesus is speaking, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Now, here is how I usually hear these stories explained. Uh, the treasure, the pearl of great price, is Christ. And there he is, precious but passive, inert, waiting. The man, the merchant, oh, that's us, right? We are the spiritual seekers. We are active, intrepid, adventurous, sacrificial. And well done us. We sell everything to gain the treasure of Jesus. But, look, disagree with me if you like. That's what comments are for. Do disagree with me if you like. I think that's a pretty fundamental misunderstanding of these stories. Let's think about what what, what these stories are actually saying. Uh, the phrase here for treasure or treasured possession, it's a famous way of describing God's people. In Exodus chapter 19, verse 5, for instance, God's people are the treasured possession. The man who is the main character in all the other parables of Matthew 13, the man is not us, the man is Christ. At the same time, we in all the parables of Matthew 13 are constantly represented by impersonal and passive objects. We are like the soils. Soils don't get up to much. They're passive. They don't do anything. The actor in all these parables is Christ. If these were, the, were two parables about, Christ fi about us finding Christ, they would be their only kind in all of Scripture. All, all, all the parables are about Christ finding us, seeking and saving us. Given these facts, surely the most natural interpretation is this. Christ is the man who gives everything to purchase the world so as to possess his treasured possession, us, the church. 
He is the great seeker. He is the great treasurer. He is the great resourcer and rejoicer and sacrificer of all. We are the purchased treasure, not valuable in ourselves, but only in the Redeemer's eyes. He is the glorious giver. We are those bought at a price. This is what the kingdom of heaven is like, right? And yet, what happens when we opt for the first interpretation? We become the great seekers. We are the ones who treasure. We are the great rejoicers. We are the ones who sacrifice all. The weight is thrown back onto our shoulders. What do we say to this? Well, first, we ought to read the parables in context. Shouldn't our first assumption be that the hero of all these parables in Matthew 13 remains the same? Surely it remains Jesus who is the great hero of the parable. Secondly, we ought to understand the fundamentals of the gospel. Isn't it Christ who seeks and saves what is lost? Luke 19 verse 10. And don't we love only because he first loved us? 1 John 4 verse 19. Thirdly, we ought to think about the nature of kingdom living. Most fundamentally, I am not the great chooser, I am chosen. I am not the great lover, I am beloved. I am not the great redeemer, I am purchased. I am not the great seeker, I am found. Then my heart is one. Then I treasure Christ. Then I rejoice. When I consider all things as loss for the sake of Christ, yes, I will in the end give up all for Christ, but only because he has sought and saved me first. Christ is always the initiator. So what did I say to my friend? Do you remember he asked me what the phrase means, give your life to God? What, what would you say to him? Here's what I said to him. I, I said, look, every Christian needs to be able to say, I belong to God, heart and soul, I belong to God. And if you can't say that, you're probably not a Christian. But here's how we belong to God. Not by giving our lives to Him. Instead, we look to Jesus on the cross. On the cross, He is the great seeker and saver. He is the one selling all, giving all in order to buy the world and possess His bride. Look to the cross and see the great seeker and saver and saviour of the lost. Look to the cross and see the most incredible truth. He has purchased you at an incredible cost. Keep looking there until you are won by His love. Whatever response we make at that point is belated. The ultimate and eternity-defining truth is this. He gave His life for me. Of course I belong to Him.